Uh, let's have a detailed 13 or 14 minute discussion around the biggest, the biggest Thursday night football game in the season. A hell of a game. This is so big that it's taken me so long to put the graphic on the screen. Here it is, Steelers against the Browns. Now, Colin, um, Steelers very, very poor offensively against the Patriots at the weekend. Uh, I watched some of the, the film back on Tuesday. And, you know, it's difficult for them to, not just to get the ball down the field, but they're not being that effective on their run either. Mitchell Drabisky coming out of the pocket is non-existent. And it's a bit concerning. The Browns, on the other hand, where do we start with the Browns? I mean, in, ter- in terms of their on-field situation. Um, what's your thoughts on this game on Thursday night, man? What do you think? Yeah, this is uh, two two teams who uh, are in desperate need of um, a, a quarterback. Uh, r- realistically, for the Steelers, Mitch Trubisky is is not the answer, and I wonder how much longer he will be the the starter there. Um, Mike Tomlin generally protects players, but they're just they, they've. They're not going anywhere. Um, I, I saw a, a stat earlier that they are the Steelers are averaging two hundred and fifty-five yards of total offense per game, um, whereas the Browns are averaging two hundred and five yards rushing per game, which is quite something. Uh, the the Steelers have a host of weapons, and if they only had a, a quarterback. Um, who could actually throw the the ball and, and get it downfield? They might be capable of doing uh, something. Uh, it's um, it's frustrating. It has to be for for Steelers fans to know the weapons that you have, but you're you're just not not going anywhere. Um, and is is Pickett going to to be the answer? Mike Tomlin obviously is a fantastic coach, but this is the issue in the NFL in 2022. If you do not have a quarterback um, who can move the ball da- down the field, um, then you are in serious trouble. The Browns, it's going to be for them the, about concentration. This is a, a team who realistically threw the, the game away. Look, the Jets, kudos to them for playing to the end. But the Browns, I mean, they essentially, they decided after the Chubb score, that was it. Um, they could go back to the locker room and, and forget about it. Um, I think this, for me, will probably have woken them up. And for that reason, um, I don't expect this to be a high-scoring game. This could be very similar to the Seahawks-Broncos in week one, uh, where neither side goes above 16, 17 points. Therefore, I'm going to go with the Browns to win it. And you're talking about heating up the offense, heating up the game. It's hard to heat up things at the minute, Brian, isn't it? So. With these two any fuel payments in the south or anything good going on down there at the minute well uh, he, he is on uh, uh, Matt Canada the offensive coordinator of the Steelers because like Combs alluded this offense hasn't done anything in the, in the open two games you know by and large and it's not expansive at the moment and there is players there um, <clears throat> the struggles to start already conversation you said about when is Kenny Pickett going to play we've had mixed opinions on this show when, when he'll play this season when, when he'll come in we've all made our suggestions well already the narrative is out there that after this game they've got 10 days before they play the Jets at home and there's already conversation is this the ideal time to bring him in because they've got 10 days to prepare against a team that with the exception maybe of last week's you know heroic performance and win that the Steelers even with the current situation would be capable of winning that game at home and this maybe is the right time to bring him in a lot will depend on how this offense plays on Thursday night but 
I struggle to see how this offense can do a lot against a, a Browns defense, which they look. I, I'm going to write off the last two minutes last week. It was a meltdown. You know, there was blown coverage, but by and large, this defense on the day can play a lot better. And I look at the Steelers defense. Yeah, they had a really good game in week one. They had six sacks, but then how much of that was down to the erratic play of the offensive line with the Bengals last weekend without work? They didn't do very much against the Patriots. Uh, offensive line, which is serviceable, and they did a good job to to, to maintain Mac Jones and keep him up. I'm with Colin on this. I think the Browns, it won't be an attractive game. It'll be nip and tuck, potentially, to the fourth quarter. I think the Browns will pull away or win by a field goal. So, Mitch Trubitsky is actually our Ohio boy. He's from Northeast Ohio. Obviously, it's the first Steelers-Browns games without um, Ben uh, Roethlisberger, who has dominated this fixture of last while, also an Ohio boy. And Trubitsky's played in a historic um, rivalry before, obviously Bears-Packers, and now he gets to play in one of the other historic rivalries. The reality is, I'm with the guys. I'm not sure if he'll see the second game in this series, though, and he'll ever play a second game. It has been nothing short of dire, the Steelers' offensive performance the first couple of weeks. I mean, there are very few teams that are down there in the bottom with them. The Patriots are as well. Their offensive performance hasn't been anything great. But Trubitsky in particular, he's 32nd in terms of yards per attempt, in terms of yards thrown, in terms of all the accelerated stats. This, the, they don't have a downfield threat. They're not throwing the ball out. Um they simply don't have any explosion. They're relying very heavily on Najee Harris, and everybody knows that, so he's being bottled up. And George Pickens, for all of our excitement, for everybody's excitement about him preseason so far, has two catches for 23 yards. Now, can they suddenly unleash the beast, especially against the Browns, who had their breakdowns in Week 2? They had their breakdowns in Week 1 as well. It was a long, a long touchdown in Week 1 against them as well. So... Um, are the Brown secondary, even with Denzel Ward back there, open for exposure? If you're looking for hope, Steelers fans, Jadavian Clowney is out, so therefore you can double Miles Garrett to your heart's content all time. One game, one sack away he is from being the Cleveland Browns all-time leading sack leader. For the love of God, take the under on this game. For the love of God, take the under if you dare bet. And bear in mind, Jack Conklin as well is coming back for the Browns to maybe even further shore up that offensive line. Overall, there's Nick Chubb on one side of the field. There's a better running game on one side of the field. There's a better offensive line on one side of the field. And that side of the field at all of those occasions is the Cleveland Browns. But it's going to be tight. It's going to be ugly. Uh, but I take the Browns to, to, to nip it in. Thank you very much for that, uh, Mark. Um, I looked at the the game tape from that Steelers Patriots game, and I know Mark, you'll you'll probably have watched it. Um, would you have agreed, Mark, that if the Steelers had had an efficient quarterback, they would have scored more than fourteen points? Do you think that's a fair point to make? Like last week, in terms of the stats that they have, especially the receivers, the highest uh, the highest receiving total was fifty seven yards from Deontay Johnson on Sunday. And that's, that comes with an inefficiency at quarterback with Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, Matt Mac Jones had a solid game, 250-odd yards. And... I, I think it's a fair statement, but I think there's a question about the offensive game plan, the trust behind Trubisky. Like, they don't seem to be taking the deep shots. They don't seem to be trying to stretch the field. Does that is that because they don't believe Trubisky can? Trubisky can? Do they don't think the whole offensive line will hold up? Or are the receivers not getting open? Um, but I think it's a combination of multiple factors there. Okay, that's a fair point. And... Um, Sounds good. The reason that I'm picking the Browns for this game is because the Steelers' offense and as everyone sort of this, this is a crap thing about going last. Everyone's already said unless something somebody forgets something. Like I, I might go first on my own. I might finish off for Sunday. Um, 
I'm only joking. The offense isn't good enough for Pittsburgh, and that's obvious, but more so the confidence and the sheer um, athleticism of, of Mr. Bisky when he gets the ball. His decision-making skills aren't fast enough, and that then means that the Steelers don't get down the field efficiently enough. They're going to struggle against this Browns team because the defense will come at them, and frankly, I'm concerned about the offensive line and the protection that Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky has. That being said, I think that it'll be a low-scoring game on Thursday, and if anything, feel for me on Thursday night when I have to work during this game, because this is going to be potentially one of the worst games of the season on Thursday night football and they don't have an answer at quarterback because, because and this and we can maybe talk about this to extend our preview on this game if you want for a quick minute um, Kenny Pickett is not a good enough quarterback lads in the league he hasn't played he's yet not, so he's he's not, not, he's, he's, no but he's not ready to play yet and it, like, we can have this argument well you have to put him in and all this he's not ready to play in the league yeah. he needs a year behind him to but, come but in and see the crack I mean look hold, hold on hold on just, right. just, just two seconds right sorry he doesn't have that much experience behind him and frankly he's not ready to go into a game for example against Cleveland or they've got a couple of beiges of games over the next few weeks they've got um, the Bills in two weeks time somebody like Kenny Pickett is not ready to go in against those sort of defences it's not going to happen so so for anyone to say oh yeah I think they've massively missed the ball I don't know I mean you can gamble on Mr. Trubisky but to bring in a guy that they said that they were all in on and Kenny Pickett they only brought him in because he went to Pitt. That's the only reason they brought him in. If he didn't go to Pitt, and Mark is smiling, I'm damn right, lads. I know I am. There was better quarterback. Well, why didn't they bring Malik Willison? Malik Willis went in the tournament. Corral. They're, they're, they're better quarterbacks as far as I'm ah. concerned. Like I watched tape and all of them. I don't think Kenny Pickett's good enough to play in the league. When we did our but season that, that preview, will take time for that to be proved. When we did our season preview when we made these bold statements for the year, I said this would be a losing record for the first time in Mike Tomlin's career as a Steelers head coach because at some stage they will draw a line under Mitch Trubisky very quickly because I said Trubisky played seven snaps last year for the Bills and he was the highly sought after uh, free agent quarterback. He hadn't done anything since he was in Chicago to justify the teams that were going after him. They're going to make a decision at some stage. How we know if this guy is the answer in the future unless we play him? And that's what, like, Kenny Pickett is going to be the next quarterback. Whether whether we, I agree, you agree, or the boys agree, he will be given an opportunity to make a claim to be the next starter. And if it doesn't work out, then obviously they will have to look, you know, readdress the situation. But he will play sooner rather than later. And, uh, yeah, I can understand why you would why, and agree that Buffalo in two weeks is daunting. But the Jets on Sunday week isn't daunting at home. And they might say, you know what, let's give him the opportunity to play then and then see how that game goes. And then and move from there and see what the next steps are. But again, this is all, we could all be very wrong. We've, we have been here before on a Thursday night show where we've all selected one team only for the other team to go and win the game. And he could ball out. I'd be very surprised if he does. But. This is but th- this is the one game where, it, on Thursday night, and sorry Mark, I've ta- I don't mean to talk about you, sorry. This is the one game, and you can make it, maybe go forward on this point, that I do think, it like why I think Cleveland will win, I think it'll be very close because I think they're both, I mean Pittsburgh aren't great with Mr. Biscuit at quarterback so I think it'd be like a field goal on Thursday night it, that's that's the thing I think it's going to be close I, I am laughing as Brian says like we have at times especially on a Thursday night game when it's a divisional game and sometimes it's on a short week you can have strange results there's more than a few times all four of us have been for one team and you know fans of the other team have screenshotted it and sent it back to us afterwards so maybe this is one of those occasions but just to make up your take up your Kenny Pickett point Michael I'm going to I disagree and agree with you. I'm going to disagree. They only picked him because he went to Pitt because I don't think they would 
you know, put an NFL franchise at risk for that reason. But here's the bit I'd agree on. The Steelers still remember back. Remember the, the historic and the, you know, the franchise memory that's there because obviously the same ownership and the consistency all the way along. They still remember back to the 1983 draft. And you know what they did in the 1983 draft? They didn't draft the quarterback from Pitt. They passed on him. That quarterback, of course, was Dan Marino. And they regretted that decision for a long, long time afterwards. Um, you know, they they also didn't get a chance to draft two or just equal Dan Marino's franchise record for two or two Ds. So it all comes full circle. But maybe there's something to your point. Maybe they thought we're not going to miss out on another pick candidate uh, who could come along. And so let's right the wrongs of the parts in some way. Time will tell. I'll never forget your face whenever I said that. That was nice. You've been very quiet so far tonight, Mark. You're very feisty on, on Monday night. Into that in a bit. Um, okay. Uh, if you want to listen to the rest of our previews, uh, I think coming up either on Thursday or Friday on the podcast network, there's we're going to look over a couple of week one games here as well for Sunday as well. You can check them out. Really appreciate the support of the podcast. Unbelievable. Thank you so much, folks. Chat to you again soon. <laughs>